0: it's the muppets minute show we're your hosts annie and nick Yay! Yay! we are here to talk about the muppets movies minute by minute today we're talking about the great muppet caper minute 18 minute 18 begins with Fozzie longing for some food and ends with lady holiday proclaiming paris should be notified uh, so we get our first major human actor in this... Um, well, we saw Charles Grode before, but he didn't have really a scene. He just was kind of introduced. Um, in this scene here, we'll get to it in a minute, but um, first we have Fozzie talking about the food groups, which seemed kind of like a strange line. I don't know. It's a very strange line.
1: Right? Something w- from one or more of the basic food groups. I get it. Like, it, it's it's a bad joke that I think i'd make and i guess i make a lot of fozziest jokes so i'll go with it but it's not one of yeah. his better ones
0: yeah it's a little strange uh i didn't really know what to make of it so i just kind of rushed past it but i do think it's adorable that they're all like in this little bed the, the sheets do not look clean nothing about this bed looks clean like i it actually makes me itch when i think about them getting into this bed um well yeah but,
1: especially because it's gonna get stuck in all their fur
0: yeah Oh, cleaning those
1: Muppets after getting in this bed. Uh, All the bugs are going to be crawling into them. Yeah,
0: right. And then you can see that, like, they didn't even really clear off the bed because it looks like what Gonzo's camera is there, which this camera has gone through quite an ordeal (laughs) already. And we're we're not even 20 minutes into the movie. And this camera, I feel like, has been broken and replaced like three times. That's true. Right. But um, it looks like a shirt is still there. Maybe it's stuff from Kermit's suitcase is still on the bed. But it's not like they're expecting what happens to happen and they do have short little legs so i mean i guess it's okay that they have stuff that they've left on the bed
1: right but but are um, they really going to go to sleep with the camera on the bed that's so weird
0: it is a little weird it does seem strange that they didn't just like move it off especially because they cut over to fozzy for so long like they could have just gotten rid of this stuff but i it does add to the comedy considering what happens it it ups the ante a little bit the stuff being on the bed you know what i mean because i imagine it like falling onto them as the bed gets kind of swept up into the wall. Definitely. Did, did this, did this make you think of another movie by the way?
1: I mean, I've seen this in TV shows and movies, but not one specific. Why? What'd you got?
0: It made me think of, uh, Eddie Valiant's office in oh. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Because yeah. there, he pulls the bed out of the, of the, um, file cabinets. He kind of pulls it down. And I always, I love that. Cause I'm always like, Oh, that'd be really, really awesome. If I could actually have that in my, in my bedroom because then I'd have so much more space.
1: Oh, I wanted one so bad. I thought they were the coolest thing in the world when I was a kid because I think they were, weren't they a thing for a little bit, maybe late 80s, early 90s?
0: Was it? I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I look at something like this and I think there's no purpose for this bed to be like this. Um, it's not like there's anything else going on in the room other than to just clear some space. Like at least with like, Eddie Valiant's office, when he lifts the bed up, it looks like file cabinets. Like it looks nice. Like here, it just looks like the underside of a bed. Like it's, there's, it's not hidden. It looks disgusting. It's totally <laughs> dusty and, and nasty. Like there's no purpose for this bed to, to fold up into no. the wall. But so yeah, that's, It's, it's yeah. called
1: a, I think one of the popular names was the Murphy bed.
0: Yeah. I, I just always oh,
1: remember seeing commercials for those like when I was home in the summertime and Okay. Yeah.
0: I I believe it. So that's the name of it. Okay. I've heard that term Murphy bed. That's the the kind that folds up into the wall. That's yeah. what that's called. Okay. Yeah. Um interesting. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking around this room too and I see like there's a gigantic pipe that's not very aesthetically pleasing. Um and there's a fan, but everything is covered in dust. Like I think they they paid such a good they paid such good attention to make sure everything in this room looks filthy. Mm -hmm. Like the, you could see that the desk has like a sheen of like dust over it, not the desk, the nightstand. Yeah. And then this fan is facing the wall. I guess it has not been used, you know, (laughs) It's, it's facing the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everything about, I love the little flag. Like, I don't know. Everything just looks so like, ramshackle is that the word right well again nothing makes any sense yeah
1: again it kind of gives me that um tower of terror hotel kind of feel to it like a very theme park feel to it when they distress like an area that you walk through and put like the 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 dust and the cobwebs and the 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 Tower of
0: terror at least feels like a it feels like a hotel right like this feels like someone's bedroom like they're just hanging out in someone's bedroom. That like they' like someone has lived in this bedroom for a while because there's stuff all around that wouldn't be in a hotel. Have you, know? you ever
1: seen some of the free or cheap uh, hotels in Europe? Like no. this is a thing. Like like not to this extent. This is played up a bit. But I mean, there are like th- those those places. Like when you when you backpack across Europe. I mean, kids.
0: Like kids a hostel. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, kids well, are this- staying in places like this, and and they do the fold up beds are actually pretty popular in the really tiny uh, European hotels.
0: Right. No, that makes sense. I guess if you want space to like hang out in this room, mm-hmm. but like, who's gonna be hanging out in this room? <laughs> it almost this almost it's like it's predating like Airbnb. Before Airbnb was a thing. You know, because it does seem like this is just some house that people like have lived that live in, like squatters live here. Squatters. Yeah, it's pretty clear that's what's going on. But I just think it's a funny detail. And it does look like there's a bunch of little brochures or something on the desk, um, which is also kind of funny. But I do think it's a pretty good joke when this bed closes. And yet again, Gonzo's thrilled. Mm -hmm. He just goes, oh, this is this is kind of nice. Like. (laughs) He's just everything, everything that happens to him, he's fine with it. And then uh, Kermit's like, can somebody turn off the light and then it very conveniently breaks. Thank you.
1: Yeah, the dust and the light bulb falling are two great touches. Like yeah. and I love how there's like three lights there, like that they they're just like a random assortment of stuff. Yeah. Um I you know, so in a in a real-world sense, do you think the puppeteers because this bed looks pretty thick do you think the puppeteers are laying in this bed to do the work
0: hmm. yeah uh because it does actually go up like literally it's,
1: it's- yeah like i think they're literally I-, I would think anywhere they're literally inside laying on their backs then it gets flipped up and- or
0: or there's a hole under this bed because you notice it starts to move up and then the shot cuts so Ooh, they, yeah. they could just be under and then as soon as in the film, as soon as you start to see them underneath, they cut it.
1: And the bed doesn't have to go up all the way no, in one no. shot. Okay. No,
0: they they could just be pushing the bed up a little bit in this shot. And then in the next mm. shot, they don't. Need, like, the Muppets don't even need to be in the scene. Like you can kind of see Fozzie a little bit, oh. but you don't see Hermit. And you don't see Gonzo, and the whole thing just kind of goes up.
1: Once it so cuts, really, you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So once they cut, it's literally just the bed going up. Second you know.
1: eight, you could see a little bit of Fozzie in, after the cut, but that's it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could have just stuck a Fozzie doll in there, and yep. then that's that's it. And then that kind of adds to the uh, continuity and adds oh. to the... Oh. Yeah. But they didn't need it. I mean, they didn't need to like be laying in the bed, I think, to do this shot. I think they could just be underneath it. I love
1: that. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I <laughs> think you're right. Yeah. Nice anyway well let's move on to uh to london well can i just say like i i just really in from a puppeteer sense even even like you know like however they did it like it is a fantastic beautiful shot like just to have that much movement again like they're they're really doing a lot with the muppets already we're only 18 minutes in and there are a lot of wow how'd they do that with a puppeteer
0: shot Right. I mean, and it's not even like we said, not even something crazy. It's just them in the bed. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 It's good. It's really cool and very simple and very realistic. I like it. They always find, I like it because they always find the most, like, see, nowadays, it's like they would just be like, oh, let's just do this digitally. Yeah, we're too lazy to come up with something better. So I, I appreciate, and it's not like they could have done this back then, but I appreciate that, like, it's like the, uh, what is it, necessity leads to invention, or necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. It's like you have to do, you have to figure out a way to do this to make this happen, and so they, they put themselves into these positions. Didn't Jim have, like, a quote that was like, well, let's just put them into this position and figure out how to get them out? Um, or maybe I'm thinking about something else but that's how <laughs> it, I was I was reading something recently but it was like I think that's gone, it was though. like don't worry no it wasn't I don't think it had to do with the Muppets but it was like it was as no 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 this is what it was it was a Brian it was a Brian Kranz, uh sorry Vince Gilligan interview because he was talking about Breaking Bad and he was saying the way that he would write the stories was like I don't I wouldn't think of how Walter White would get out of these things I would just put him in this completely impossible situation and then try and figure out a way a way out oh like he didn't okay. have he didn't have the whole thing in his mind the solution yeah. so when i think of something like that this i think of something kind of similar it's like well we gotta have them in the bed so let's just do the, let's just do it and then we have to figure out how to film it like figure that. out yeah. the best way but i thought that was kind of a really cool way to go about things because you don't you're not limited in that way right you just say hey this is what we're doing and then we have to figure out how to get out of it yeah there's how no to preconceived solve the problem
1: root out so you're not yeah. you're not limiting yourself yeah
0: yeah completely but it was just a really it was a really interesting answer to that question like you know it doesn't affect the way you actually write the story like you're gonna be like look we're, this is what we're gonna do and this is how we're gonna get out of it um so i, I do I, I liked that and it kind of applies here so anyway well we go over to uh lady holiday's office and um or her do st- studio i guess is what we would call it mm-hmm and we start with a shot of her from behind but we don't wear, we don't linger on it too long before she turns around and we see exactly who it is and we already know who it is because we've been introduced to her already but it is uh it is Diana Rigg and we already know that she was in the James Bond film On Her Majesty's Secret Service that had those sort of Bond jokes earlier right um but uh other other notable things that she was in was uh, I guess the Avengers TV show. yeah, um, which she won some Emmys for, I believe or uh, at least was
1: nominated. Two Emmy Award nominations. yeah
0: nominations. yeah. And my personal one of my very favorite movies is Evil Under the Sun, which again, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but no. she's 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 a big lead role in that and it was actually made like the year after this, I believe. Um, a great movie, really fun. really, very funny, it's, really it's funny. okay. Yeah. And then uh, I think a lot of our listeners would probably know her best from uh, playing Lady Elena on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Which was such a great casting decision. I remember when I first was watching Game of Thrones and she came on and I was like, well, duh, she's perfect for this. Um, And, and she actually became one of my favorite characters in the show. And I think that's because of this actress uh, playing her so well. So this is actually a really good choice, I think, for this part.
1: She it, she's really diverse because she can play comedy. She can play. She did Shakespeare, you know, on stage. Right. Um, she's done so much different stuff. She really does have this wide range. And even when she's playing a more serious character, she could play it with a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of comedy, a little bit of humor in there. And yeah. uh, I, I I really love how she how she um you know like how she kind of goes about with her comedic timing like throughout this movie like it's just yeah. she's really really good. and i'm surprised that like, that we don't know her from more stuff like she like there seems to be like when i was looking at her background there there was like this kind of dead area of time late 90s 2000 you know early 2000s um but i guess she was you know old, older then so maybe it was harder to find roles
0: yeah but... and it's almost like she had to wait around for the parts to come to her and yeah. it seems like Game of Thrones was almost like her kind of re uh, resurgence I mean yeah. what a great what a great choice though to, to play that role I mean she's I mean she's gonna probably be remembered for that one mm-hmm. um by many people who didn't know her from from these earlier movies so I mean it's it's great to see too, like you know a, a much older woman getting such a great role I mean obviously they needed one to play to play her but like I just I feel like that was such a great Choice and I remember thinking that when I first saw her come on because I had read the books and I you know was wondering who they were going to cast to be Lady Elena and uh, she did great she did a great job
1: and she does have an Emmy uh, from 1997 in a Masterpiece Theater uh, a miniseries
0: nice yeah uh, which which yeah it, that sounds about right you know yeah <laughs> sounds like something she would be doing and I you know what I think is really great in this movie in particular is like you said her comic timing is really good but I think also her delivery of these Lines and just her accent it's just mm-hmm. very over the top and kind of pompous and, and just perfect it's kind of like the way they want all these British actors to play yeah. these roles uh, so again just very well I mean yeah I, I can't think of another better person to play this role I think it was, I think it was great. Well, it's funny when she
1: is having her conversation, it's, it's very, um, cause she has, she talks on the phone and she says, you know, call the United States, uh, to, to tell them not to print the pictures yet. Cause the line's not ready or they can't have the pictures yet. And then she says, yes, Paris should be notified as well. It, it's just very like, uh, muppety for kids type dialogue. Like, cause yeah, right. like, oh, really... she's
0: very busy and important. She's like, call you know? the United States, call Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm just these entities. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. No, I get it. Um, I have a cute little um quote from her here that she did an interview for the AV Club in 2015 and explained why she appeared in this movie. She said, "I did it for my daughter who was passionately in love with Miss Piggy. She was about 5 or 6 and she came to the studio with a couple of friends to meet Miss Piggy and she burst into tears when she saw Miss uh, Piggy." Imagine that? Which what a great little, I mean, I, I, there, a lot of these actors I notice say I did it because my kids love this show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've noticed that common theme, which makes sense because this, that does, it, you know, it does make sense that that would be why. But I just love that. I love the story that like they get to bring their kids and they meet Miss Piggy and I would love to have seen that. That would have been really cute. And the fact that she gets to do all her scenes with Miss Piggy worked out perfectly, right? You know,
1: yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you do see that in a lot of actors that they that they take different roles once they have kids, um, and and yeah. uh, you know, some of them are probably for the kids, so the kids have something to watch them in. And that yeah. that must have been that must have been amazing. Like, I, I wonder if the illusion kind of, you know, stayed around for the for the kids. Like, like I wonder when she did meet Miss Piggy if they were like, all right, Frank, uh, you know, get get there and. Miss Piggy, you know?
0: Right. Well, I mean, we, we ask that all the time whenever these kids are interacting yeah. with them. They it, it never really seems to like destroy them. You know, no. they, they seem they just seem to go along with it. Like, this is the way it is, yeah. you know? Um, I do think Frank Oz as Piggy must be the most charming <laughs> one to see. <laughs> probably. But uh, but uh, still, I mean, it, Miss Piggy's Miss Piggy. I mean, it doesn't matter that there's some weird dude underneath mm-hmm. her. That didn't sound right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, the scene is really funny, and I like again. It's like there are no Muppets in this scene, but they did a really great job of keeping the movement, the dynamic, uh, like emotion in the scene as she's moving around. She's walking from from character to character, doing things, and I love that. Like this woman's hair has come out of her um, her headband, but like rather than just tuck it back in, she's like, "Nope, I'm going to cut it with these ginormous scissors." Uh, and the guy looks so impressed. Like after she does it, the guy's like. Oh, what a wonderful
1: decision you I just made. No. Well, they're all yes people. Uh, they're yeah. obviously all yes people because like yes, he's like, oh, that that's a great choice you just made. The other yeah. girl behind her is clapping when she throws yeah. the ink on the girl.
0: Yeah, completely. I thought that was such a nice metaphor for like the fashion industry. Like I, I've run out of ideas. Here, I'm just going to splatter some ink on you, and mm. then everybody claps. You know, <laughs> because it doesn't—it doesn't matter what it looks like. It only matters that she did it. Right. That, I mean, that it's—it's it's pretty great. I, I yeah. think that's pretty great. And I mean, I don't think I was—I was completely prepared to say, "Oh, and well, you know, that actually looks kind of good," but no, it doesn't look good at all. Like nothing looks good about it. But <laughs> she throws the ink bottle, which I think is just a nice another little callback to the to um, Charcanian like hitting the desk and just things flying everywhere. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, there's no need for her to throw the ink bottle, but she just can't be bothered with, you know, setting it down (laughs) gently. (laughs) Uh, I love how she pulls this, this assistant, this poor assistant into the next room. It's a nice little way to get into the next room. Like she didn't have to do that, but it, it, it pushes the camera into the next room. You know, it's, it's just a nice little touch. And you don't get phone
1: gags anymore because of cordless phones.
0: Right. You don't. Uh, uh, it's something that I don't even really think about because, I mean, when I'm watching this movie, I know I'm in the 80s. But you're right. You can't make that sort of joke anymore.
1: So. What about the dude that's showing her the, the blueprints or drawings or whatever um, about halfway yeah. through? Like that guy's suit. That, yeah, that, that that's very 70s, right? Or could somebody wear that today?
0: Uh, Not that. And, again, I think it's it's the color. I I have seen suits with patterns worn very recently and very stylishly. I think it depends on, like, if it's a name brand or something, you can get away with it. This looks like he literally ripped it out of his curtain, like Sound of Music style. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just, it's horrible. But, like, if the pattern were actually, like, interesting... Uh, I think that yeah, people could get away with a patterned three-piece suit today, like especially if you're in this industry. Yeah, definitely. That that one's just hideous, though. I, it's just there's nothing there's nothing attractive about that. The tie is terrible. Everything's terrible. Like so, his mustache <laughs> is terrible. His hair is terrible. Mustache uh, is so uh, bad. Yeah, I, I we need to just yeah no.
1: Has anything before this uh, screamed a time period to you?
0: No, not really, because mostly we've been just with the Muppets, like yeah. this is our first this is our first muppetless scene,
1: other than right? yeah, other than the phones. I mean, we're seeing a certain style of phone. I was thinking back to the newspaper uh, yeah. office. We couldn't really tell with the street because we were technically on a movie set, so
0: right. And I mean, even in the office, like if I were to see that sort of office even in a modern Maybe not modern, but I would just assume oh, this is just one of those kind of old fashioned y type offices. Like sometimes it just looks like a newspaper yeah. office that from any movie that you would see from like any time period. So yeah, I would say this is the first this is the first scene that really kind of dates dates us. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. And I think that Lady Holiday looks fantastic. Like I like her outfit. Um, you know, the big bow is is very eighties. But she totally looks like she makes me think of like the character in um, what is it, Devil Wears Prada, the Meryl Streep character. Like that's that's her in this movie. Right. She's just less of a a, a, a b word.
1: She's you know? ju- well, yeah, because in this film, Lady Holiday, she's putting on a comedic twist. She's she's definitely yeah. playing for. You know, kids, but yeah, it, it's, um, it, it caricature is
0: caricature of this role. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good comparison because it is very much like that. Just, just tweaked a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. And not, not like completely evil. Like she, at least not yet. Uh, but I don't think she ever is evil. She's just kind of playing a character of this type of person. Hmm. Well, uh this is pretty much all I've got for this minute. Do you have anything else? Yeah, just one
1: last thing. I got uh, a little f- location on this one on this building. Oh, and yeah. uh this is again from the uh the guy over there at that etphotosmugmug.com uh, which again, we'll link up at over at muppetsminute.com if you click on these minutes. I can link that up, but, uh, he does have an outside photo. He did a tour of London and he does have an outside photo of this place. It is in case you wanted to go, it is located on 34 Chesham place in Belgravia, London. And, yeah. uh, it looks pretty spot on. Uh, how many years later, uh, the, um, uh, you get a little bit of a difference in some of the coloring, but other than that, I mean, you could definitely walk by there and, and, compare the pictures side by side and know that that was
0: the place yeah cool well that's nice i like it yep well we will see you guys tomorrow uh for minute 19 of the great muppet caper in the meantime check us out muppets com. that's kind of a time twister i'm surprised i haven't messed it up before uh at muppets minute on twitter and thanks for listening we will see you guys tomorrow bye (laughs)